Hey there, podcast fam. Are you a special education teacher looking to bring more engagement into your classroom without drowning in all of the prep work? I've got something incredible to share with you. Introducing the Teach Taskbox Inspire membership. Imagine having five beautifully crafted task boxes delivered right to your inbox every month, covering everything from social studies to life skills. And the best part, no more late night prepping. Let's bring the fun back into teaching. But wait, there's another option. How about getting those same task boxes delivered right to your front door? Imagine having a fun package to open every single month. That's right, I'm saving you time by printing, laminating, and Velcroing everything already for you. You don't have to lift a finger. Plus, you get access to the digital files as well. Get ready for vibrant, durable materials and the flexibility to choose your grade band, K2, 3, 5, or vocational life skills. Don't miss out. Elevate your teaching experience with a Teach Taskbox Inspire membership. Head to chalkboardsuperhero.com backslash membership right now. Let's make teaching fun again. Hey, special educators. Welcome to Teach Taskbox Inspire, the podcast dedicated to making your job as a special education teacher easier by making your instruction more fun for you and your students. Inside each episode, you'll learn how to get the most use out of your task boxes in the classroom. I'm your host, Lisa Holiday from Chalkboard Superhero, a veteran special education teacher passionate about empowering you with purposeful teaching strategies, helpful tips and tricks, and other classroom management tools that will help you thrive in your role. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey there, special educators, and welcome back to another episode of Teach Taskbox Inspire. We have talked for months about using task boxes in the special education classroom, but today I wanted to chat about something a little different. Today, I want to talk about how we can go about navigating students' sensory needs. I have had so many teachers recently reach out to me regarding students' sensory needs, so let's get into it. Sensory needs are unique to each individual, and recognizing and understanding them is the very first step. In this segment, we'll explore the diverse sensory profiles students may have and how these needs can impact their learning experiences. From hypersensitivity to hypoactivity, we'll delve into the various ways sensory needs manifest. In the world of special education, there's something truly amazing and important, getting to know and support special ways our students experience their senses. Sensory sensitivities can be really tricky to navigate, As a caring special education teacher, it's all about understanding these differences and using them to make our classroom a great place to learn. This makes school much more enjoyable and helpful for all students. So let's talk about the differences in hyposensitivity and hypersensitivity. Let's talk about hypo, hyposensitivity. I want you to imagine a scenario in which a student in your classroom appears remarkably unperturbed by the jarring clang of school bells or scarcely reacts to physical contact. This may signify hyposensitivity. It's a condition 
where sensory input fails to elicit any type of response. For instance, a hyposensitive student might not mind wearing clothing that has like prickly tags or really scratchy material. They might get pleasure from deep pressure sensation or even actively seek out excessive sensory stimulation through repetitive rocking or spinning. So let's jump into hypersensitivity. Now envision another student who becomes visibly distressed when, you know, fluorescent lights are flickering or certain fabrics graze just against their skin. This hypersensitivity signals an amplified response to that sensory stimuli. So hypersensitivity students might find themselves super overwhelmed by seemingly commonplace sounds like the hum of an air conditioner or just the gentle chatter of their peers. So let's talk about practical examples and addressing those sensory needs. So helping students with their unique sensory feelings takes a lot of creativity and personal touch on our end. I want to go through some real examples of how we can do this in our classroom. So let's talk about auditory sensitivities specifically. So let's talk about the hyposensitivity and the hypersensitivity approach. So first up is that hyposensitivity for auditory people. When dealing with a hyposensitive student struggling to respond to verbal instructions, that's that auditory piece, consider integrating an amplified audio cues or incorporating music during lessons. This tactic can effectively capture their attention and bolster engagement. I've had students in the past who have had a lot of auditory needs Using that amplified audio super helps. I've also introduced using a microphone during our whole group lessons to amplify my audio to get students to be engaged. However, on the flip side, hypersensitivity. To support these hypersensitive students during these noisy activities, you want to equip them with those noise-canceling headphones. So alternatively, you can designate a serene corner or a calm-down corner where they can retreat when their auditory environment becomes too overwhelming. All right, let's talk about tactile sensitivities. For a hypo-sensitive student who revels in tactile input, I want you to introduce you know, maybe sensory bins or different textures like sand, rice, or beans. This hands-on exploration serves to stimulate their senses and fosters that participation. So if you're working on sight words, you know, you could bury a bunch of those sight words in sand or rice and it gets them to be a little bit more participatory in those activities. However, on the flip side, students with hypersensitive issues with tactile stuff, you want to opt for gentle and non-irritating classroom materials. You might want to offer an array of sensory 
friendly fabrics for seat covers or provide fidget tools with varying textures to aid in managing those sensitivities. All right, let's talk about visual sensitivities. A student experiencing hyposensitivity to visual stimuli might benefit from incorporating vibrant visuals or interactive displays into your lessons. You might want to consider using multimedia presentations or engaging in those educational videos to capture their attention. They need a lot of visual support. Hypersensitivity, on the other hand, you might want to create a visually soothing classroom environment with soft lighting, minimize any distractions visually. You might want to put up those light filters over that fluorescent lights, which creates that personalized visual schedules outlining daily activities to alleviate anxiety or anything that might be popping up. So they need a much more calming approach. All right, let's talk about proprioceptive and vestibular sensitivities. So hyposensitivity approach would be to engage a hyposensitive student through activities like swinging, bouncing on a stability ball, or employing resistance bands when they're seated at their desk. These activities bolster their awareness of those body movements. Hypersensitivity, you want to provide alternative methods for movement engagement, like deep breathing exercises or seated stretches to help them get that sensory need. This enables participation without overwhelming sensory experiences. Sometimes when you try to engage their proprioceptive and vestibular sensitivities to a student who is sensitive to it, you might ramp up their sensories and they might become like this wild child in the classroom. So you don't want to ramp them up too much. The olfactory and gustafactory are using their nose and or taste. So when you have a student who is hyposensitive to this, may gravitate towards strong scents or flavors. So incorporating stuff like scented markers or a a super flavored snack during an art and or break time, this will pique their interest and engagement. Sometimes I even use uh, flavored lip balms to put on the back of their hands that they can smell throughout the lesson really keeps them engaged. However, on the flip side, the hypersensitivity approach would be to acknowledge their aversion to strong odors in the classroom. So sometimes when you have this type of student, like you're not going to be using any kind of things like oil diffusers or Febreze sprays might really, really hurt students who have these types of sensitivities. Sometimes I've had in the past where a student and or adult is using heavy perfume and the student has a very aversive reaction to these types of odors in the classroom. So in conclusion, making the classroom a good place for students with different sensory feelings is really an ongoing process and we learn all the time. 
So we do this by changing how we teach to fit each student's needs. This helps them grow and feel comfortable in the classroom. As a special education teacher, when you understand and support students with sensory feelings, it can make a big difference. By creating a safe place, we care about each student's sensory feelings. We help them do better in school. Remember, this makes you a better teacher too. Also, a few more tips would be to make sure that you are designing a sensory-friendly classroom from lighting to seating arrangements. Every element plays a role in fostering a comfortable and regulated space for all learners. And please make sure that you are incorporating movement breaks all throughout the day. And there you have it, an exploration of navigating sensory needs, incorporating a range of strategies beyond just using test boxes. So as we conclude today's episode, remember that understanding and addressing sensory needs is about creating an environment where every learner can thrive. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Teach, Task Box, Inspire. I hope you've gained some tips and motivation to fuel your week ahead. If you're ready to explore more strategies for empowering your students as independent learners, be sure to dive into my free training at chalkboardsuperhero.com slash training. And don't keep all this knowledge to yourself. Share this episode with your special education teacher friends who could use some motivation and inspiration. One more thing before you go. If you're finding this podcast helpful and want to show support, head to Apple Podcasts and leave your rating and review. Until next time, keep teaching, taskboxing, and inspiring.